With my newfound perspective, I think a year ago, I would say to make enough money to like to survive and, and do music for your job. It sounds super corny, but like, and cheesy, but like just to connect with somebody who loves your music, like Mm. that's, that's the one thing that like sustainably satisfies an artist. Mm. Like at least me, I think is, is that human connection. And it's kind of like the point of art. This episode is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out. And DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features annual fee, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. Check out districtkid.com. What's going on? Welcome to the new music business. I'm your host, Ari Herstand, author of How to Make It in the New Music Business, the book. Today, my guest is the artist known as Rit. Momney, no, this is not the senator from the great state of Utah. This is the 21-year-old whose birth name is Jack Rudder, and uh, his artist name is Rit Momney. You might know him or his song. Uh, it was that blew up on TikTok in 2020, end of 2020. Uh, Put Your Records On, the cover of a Corinne Bailey Ray song. And it turned into a deal with Disruptor Records, who's under Columbia. We talk all about that, the deal structure, what that entails, the reason he signed, uh, how these major label deals are actually looking very, very differently these days, which is very encouraging. Uh, If you guys hadn't heard about the news of what Sony Records is now doing, where they are wiping the debts of all of their legacy artists, any artists that signed to Sony Records, uh, across the board uh, and all their subsidiaries prior to the year 2000, uh, they're wiping all of their debts. So no longer can they say they're unrecouped. They're going to be getting paid royalties from here on out. Uh, Sony's doing something right in the major label world and making a step in the right direction. Of course, Columbia is under Sony. Disruptor is under Columbia, under Sony. Um, not to say that that uh, Sony and uh, the major labels, uh, they don't have uh, a lot of skeletons still in their closets that they definitely have to reckon with. And not to say that they don't still take advantage of artists because they completely definitely do. But that all being said is artists have a lot more clout and negotiating power these days especially in our diy landscape and 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 you uh jack talks about how he put his song out through TuneCore independently and he can make 100 percent of that money and i was crunching the numbers in his 345 million streams that put your records on uh that's over a million bucks that he could have made by himself so i i asked him the reasoning for for signing it over to disruptor in columbia and uh he he had great answers. And honestly, this is a really wonderful conversation. We talked about perspective. We talked about numbers and how he approaches social media, uh, TikTok, all of that stuff. I, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. You can follow 
Rit Momney on all the socials. Uh, you can follow me at Ari Herstand on Instagram, Twitter, and you can follow all of us at Ari's Take on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Of course, visit Ari'sTake.com. Get on that email list. That email list, it is not too archaic. This is where we send out all the most pressing information. And please like, subscribe, follow this show. However you're listening to this right now, just pause it real quick. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. And if you're listening on YouTube, hit that up thumb and, and leave us a comment. I'd love to, love to hear what you think about this. And uh, please head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. That really helps. All right. Let's kick into the show. Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so are you, uh, I heard you moved out to L.A., but are you back in Utah now, or where are you right now? Yeah, I'm in Salt Lake. Um, okay. Yeah, I was in L.A. for like almost a year, but like four months after moving there, the mm-hmm. pandemic started, so it was like, I don't need to be here right now. Um, no. And, and kind of, a, yeah, it was just not the best place to just be living by yourself like where were you living i was in like the highland park area which i really like um Mm -hmm. um that area is awesome and now uh my manager still lives out there and i'll go out there every once in a while and stay Mm -hmm. in his apartment and he he lives like right around where i was living so highland Um, park's coming up man it's like it used to be i live in los feliz so it used to be kind of Mm -hmm. los feliz silver lake echo park and then the artist kind of kept migrating as it they got priced out. It's now Highland Park is kind of the uh, where most of the artists have kind of resided, and that that's what's coming up right now. And yeah, um, I really like it. Yeah, the hi hat soul or hi. I mean, you know, a lot of venues were changing hands over the pandemic, and uh, the hi hat sold. But I think hopefully it's going to stay a venue. I was just at Highland Park Bowl. That's like back up and running. Did my mm. first uh, post pandemic bowling game over there nice. on uh, I think it's on York um, or Fig. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice neighborhood. That's cool. So so your manager, um, Jake Walchek, is that is yeah. that right? Yeah, Shit, yeah. I, I saw. I was looking. I was as I was like uh, looking in your backstory. He's from Madison. I'm from. I grew up in Madison, and so Hell yeah, cool. <laughs> it's. I'm uh, like, oh man. I was like stalking his uh, all of his mm. socials. I'm like, oh man. It's taking. Is that Mickey's Diner? I'm sure he's listening to this right now. So, right. Uh, <laughs> Jake, you're gonna have to. We'll have to go uh, get a spotted cow sometime on the terrace. Uh, <laughs> how did you meet? How did you guys that. meet? Yeah, I know exactly. Um, How'd you guys meet? So he literally just cold emailed me out of nowhere one time, um, like a long time ago. Um, he was like, Hey, Hey, like, I I know you have like no reason to trust me or anything, but like, I'm, I'm just like a kid. I'm really passionate about, about like artist management. I'm trying to get Mm -hmm. a foot in the door. Like I'll Mm -hmm. manage you for free. And I was like, okay why not and like i just like gave him like a couple things to do and then within like a couple months he was like full on my manager and just like doing it for free for like a a long time like i'm paying him now now that i'm getting paid but um, right now that you're making now there's money to be made yeah Uh, you're right you can start sharing a bit of that cool yeah no but he's great he's awesome nice so how long has it been with you two Good question. I think maybe like two and a half, three years. Wow. Um, so were you still 
was it just you? When did the band Rit Momney officially kind of disband versus, and then you kind of took over the solo project? Good question. That was, uh, it was, I guess, right after I graduated in 2017. Graduated high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then everybody was pretty much just leaving that summer from the band. Um, okay. So, where were they going? They just um, on anymore. missions. Um, ah. yeah, uh, like half of them went on missions, half of them like went to college. Um, and then project kind of just sat there for a year and then I started okay. releasing stuff like as written on me. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's been a while. <clears throat> so I'm curious, uh, when you were just kind of releasing music, uh, and Jake hit you up, um, were you seeing much traction? Were you getting some Spotify love or kind of how did he find you? Um, it was like, so the first song I did by myself was um, that I like released through Rip Momney by myself was something in general. And that one, like, it was like, it got put on bedroom pop, like mm. right after bedroom pop, like the playlist like showed up. Yeah. And, and when it was like, like, like flaming hot cheetos claro stuff right um and and like the heyday of bedroom pop i guess um and that was huge it wasn't like huge huge um it was like i remember having like a hundred thousand monthly listeners for a while on spotify yeah it's huge yeah and it was like literally just because of like that playlist pretty much um and (laughs) um what did you distribute through that song just like tune core tune core yeah 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 um yeah it was a that was a good time i mean (laughs) it's interesting it's interesting how 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 you just immediately adjust to the situation you're in like it was like wow this is like a dream come true when i was like at that level yeah um but there were also feelings of like oh i'm such a failure like i don't have enough like monthly listeners and now i have those exact same feelings like and i'm in such a different spot so <laughs> you're at you're at seven ride. million monthly <laughs> listeners for people that aren't currently on his spotify profile uh mm. right it, isn't that interesting though how and i think it's it's a a really good thing to highlight and remind you and everyone of is Mm -hmm. that it's all perspective uh Mm -hmm. you're always going to be seeking there's always another level that uh we're going to be hoping to achieve and it's really you know it's 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 important in those moments to just kind of acknowledge uh the accomplishments and the achievements of the moment and express gratitude for what you have currently because like think about yourself three years ago talking to yourself now your yourself three years ago is probably looking up to you now and be like yo yeah. seven million monthly listeners yeah, totally yeah <laughs> <Right>. it's so <laughs> crazy it's like i mean honestly like the put your records on stuff like i'm so fortunate for that like i'm so yeah. grateful for that for a lot of reasons but one of the biggest reasons is that it's i can finally like I can really say to myself, like, if if the numbers don't make me happy when they're at that level, like, they're hmm. never going to make me happy. And it's like, 
there was definitely like some writer's block right after all of it was happening where I was like, okay, I need to like capitalize on the momentum. I need to like, I need to really go for it now. This is like a window of opportunity. And then once that went away, it was just like, I, I need to just like make music for mm. the music that I like to make, like mm-hmm. for the sake of making good music and music mm-hmm. that I love, because it's, if, if the, if that doesn't like satisfy me, then right. I'm literally never going to be satisfied. Um, 100%. And that's so, um, it's so incredible. And it's a, it, I mean, it's really great that you acknowledge that and, and that you realize that so early on in your career, because I know people 10, 15 years, uh, your elder who are struggling with that every day. Um, and, you know, came up in a, in a different time where it wasn't all about the numbers on a screen. It's kind of like we're at this weird thing where because those numbers are so public on yeah. Spotify, on TikTok, on Instagram, that we feel like we have to play to the algorithm and mm-hmm. we completely lose perspective mm-hmm. as in like, why are we doing this? What yeah. are we why are we in music? Is it to? Is it for the algorithm? Is it for the numbers? What are numbers? Numbers are yeah. are empty, you know. <laughs> and and whether you're looking at numbers on a Spotify profile or a TikTok or a bank account, it's all mm-hmm. emptiness. Honestly, it's just it's like it's the real human connection. I think is what we're really going for, and how you can affect people with your music. But you come at an interesting time because. Your song, uh, your cover of Corinne Bailey Ray's song, Put Your Records On, came out during quarantine. So you haven't really been able to kind of see other human beings' reaction to this song. Mm. How, how was that experience for you, seeing these numbers tick up and getting some kind of virtual reaction through your phone, uh, but not actually being able to see any human while this is happening? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I, I it felt really, it has felt like really detached, I think. It's like, mm. it's really, for a while, and and kind of still it's been like really about the numbers because it's not like hmm. that's my only way of really like seeing like how much people it's like i'm equating i'm now equating the numbers to like how much the song is connecting with people and mm. like um yeah it's 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 made it feel pretty mathematical and pretty um pretty like artificial and like Mm -hmm. inhuman almost where whereas before i would play a song and and i would like see people connecting to it and Mm -hmm. i'd be like oh yeah this this person like is telling me that like how much they really connect to this song and how much they they feel it Mm -hmm. um and it's just been like none of that and and there have been some people like over the internet who have said things sort of like that but like even then it's like it's not even my song like i'm glad you appreciate like the production side of it i guess but it's like if you're connecting to it you're connecting really a lot more to like corinne bailey ray than you are to me um yeah what have those messages 
been? Because I guess that's the closest you can get to human connection uh, during a pandemic, during, you know, quarantine is, uh, I, I suppose, direct messages of their words. But what, what of those, have you gotten many messages? Have there, have there been a reaction that you could feel? Um, like, uh, Instagram DMs just like overwhelm me so mm. much. It's like, yeah, I, I get major social anxiety when like I open up, like if anybody's listening to this and I haven't opened up your DM, I'm sorry. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, there's like the request, like 99 plus requests. And I just yeah. like let them build up because it's just like super overwhelming sometimes i'll go through and read them i'll like force myself to read some of them but it's just so hard to to like try to deal with that i mean some of the a lot of them have been like positive messages like people just saying like yo your song is fire man um Mm -hmm. very few like actual like hey this song has really helped me um or like this Mm -hmm. song like puts me in like a really good mood um and like i still get more like my original songs that are like infinitely less popular numbers wise um i still get more messages like that about those songs than about put your records on um well that i mean that that must be a completely different experience to hear from someone who's resonating from your original works. Uh, and now, mind you, <laughs> again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay some perspective here because you're like, they're, they're wildly less popular. But we are talking millions and millions and millions of streams on your uh, wildly less popular. And yes, the perspective is because Put Your Records on, on Spotify alone has 345 <laughs> million streams, which is just like an insane, ungodly number. It's like you, you can't even comprehend that that's yeah. about the number of people in the United States like that. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about like every single person in the United States, <laughs> as, like, <laughs> that's, that's the number crazy. of streams that this song has gotten. Like, come on. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, I, I and then there's artists out there. I mean, again, think about yourself three years ago who when you know three four years ago you're like man i got a million streams yeah. that's crazy on my original works and, totally. and it's, yeah it is all perspective yeah and it's crazy how i i really think of i i, I think of like my original songs now like like i'll put out a song and it'll get like a million in like in like two weeks and i'm like oh that's like a flop oh man oh my god and it's like and it's so stupid it's like yeah my perspective is just has completely shifted and it's like Mm. definitely something i'm trying to work on and something i'm really just trying to like think less about like like uh at this point with it, it's honestly kind of nice having that huge amount of separation between it helps me view the put your records on as just a completely separate mm. like like okay if this next song i put out does really really well it's going to be it's going to get like maybe one percent of the streams that put your records on does yeah so like yeah it's uh it's helped me to kind of just let it go 
for the most yeah. part. Well, I mean, it's kind of a, a means to an end. It's like, okay, you have this little uh, drop in the pan moment with Put Your Records On. And, and you know, it's because of the timing of TikTok. I mean, were you even on TikTok when the song took off on TikTok? How did that, do you even know how that happened? Um, so I didn't really, I didn't have an account. Um, okay. <laughs> and then, and my girlfriend like was on TikTok a bunch. And then, um, and then she was like, I, I, I've seen your, your song like, like twice on the For You page today. And then, and then I got TikTok and I was sort of like watching it. And then, um, this, uh, this guy named, this makeup artist named Ian did Mm. like a makeup challenge thing and it turned into a trend. Um, and, uh, that was, I think that was like definitely the main thing that helped it take off and that wasn't like all the videos like there were people that probably like heard the song from the trend and then used it in like a different video but yeah dude i owe you know how ian Ian, uh, latched on (laughs) have you met ian (laughs) yeah no so for the music video um i flew him out to la to do my makeup for the music video that's awesome that's that a cool. really great full circle moment. That's yeah, cool. It cool. Um, I love how part at the end of the music video, it kind of you you give you're giving a nod to the makeup tutorials that were happening at the end of the music video. That that was really smart. And so for like those of you know the people that kind of know the story behind it, it it, it makes a lot of sense. That's cool. Thanks. Um, so. So there were there was no one pulling the strings behind. There was nobody paying Ian to use this song or anything like that. He just dug yeah, it, found yeah. it, and used it, huh? Yeah, and and the interesting thing is, it started doing like okay, mm-hmm. like um, I mean like okay in in terms of how it eventually did. It was like pretty mm-hmm. big for me. Yeah. Um, um, it was like getting way more listens than any of my other songs for a little bit, and then. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like two months after I put it out that that mm-hmm. TikTok stuff happened, um, but yeah, we had people like reaching out like, "Hey, like we see this song is doing well. You pay us ten thousand dollars, we can take it to the next level on TikTok." <laughs> and we, we were just like, uh, "That feels kind of corny. Like I don't really yeah. want to. I don't really want to do that." Um, I mean, that is a whole just, industry. I had. Uh, I had Austin from Flight House on, and uh, Flight House mm-hmm. is the number one music channel on TikTok, and they're an agency. They're an influencer agency, and that's exactly their business model. You pay oh. them ten to $20,000, and they have their network of influencers, TikTok influencers, and they will get them to use your song and cross their fingers that you know it'll you know start trends and get used by more people. But um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> how everything is just like immediately industrialized it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the world we're in yeah it's yeah. crazy um so but it's interesting because from when did disruptor records approach you when did uh who's under columbia how, how did that whole process work um yep disruptor has been around like for a long time actually which was which was definitely a big reason why we wanted to sign with them what do you mean they've been around like like we've been talking to them since since like a year year and a half before the put your records on stuff so that was cool um columbia 
obviously wasn't paying much attention. Um, right. But yeah. Um, yeah. They've been great. Um, I love them. Like I, you hear horror stories of like, of labels taking over and like having like too much creative control over the artists and stuff. But like when I was signing with them, I was kind of, I tried to be pretty clear about like, this isn't, this put your records on direction isn't necessarily the direction I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. I can't promise you like a bunch more hits um, like this. So like, it was kind of like, I'll give you put your records on, like support me with the next album mm. and uh, and just let me do what I want. And they've I'm curious, done that really well. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about that decision to give them this song that was so successful because if we're, you know, crunching the numbers here, uh, like that's a lot of money that would come directly to you. If in, in Using TuneCore, you make 100% of that. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, why give that, to them and i would imagine they wrote you a fat advance check uh (laughs) like step me through that that process of like the decision making process of of all of this and what kind of that that deal looked like yeah i mean it, it did kind of feel like we were in the dark like for the most part like i i i love having jake as my manager because he is like just kind of like a kid like me and we mm-hmm. are kind of like doing this together for the first time um but like if i and and we have like we have like advisors and stuff so this isn't that big of a deal but like i guess that's why people have like the 50 year old managers who have been in the industry forever because jake and i were kind of like okay they're giving us this deal like what does this mean? Is this good? And I guess mm-hmm. our, our lawyer said, this is like a super good deal. I don't know if I'm like not supposed to talk about it. I don't know if that's like yeah, an you industry can talk thing about to it. like, no, no, yeah, please. So it was like, give me a, the details. It was a 50, 50 split, which I guess mm-hmm. is like, is really good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For a major. Definitely. Um, it's great. And then uh, only, I think it's only five years, um, which was, I guess, good as well um is it a do you know if it's a licensing deal or do they own uh the song and in your future album i I think they they own it for five years okay Um, gotcha i mean i try to stay out of the particulars for the most part but it was kind of like they were saying like it's doing really well right now we can make it do really really well um and i think i think they did like it it just kept climbing um after we signed with them obviously it's hard to tell what of that is is them and what is just like happening but i mean like the way like radio works like they got it on the radio and stuff um because they like know people or whatever Mm -hmm. um is that a thing uh you know we're we're from different generations uh radio was big when i was when I was your age, but it, like, do any do twenty one year olds listen to the radio anymore? I don't what know. I guess like okay. Um, <laughs> I I don't. Um, but like, okay. it's it's been interesting to like when we've been having these like radio discussions. It's like this many people are like listening to these channels, and it's like wow, mm. that's way more than I thought. 
Mm. Um, cool. So, Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of trusting the people around me um, to make the the right decisions, but. Um, that's great, and and it, you know it's it sounds like uh, Jake's really got your back, and that that mm-hmm. you guys have kind of been working together for a few years is really nice. It's nice to know you know that you've been talking to Disruptor for you know before mm-hmm. this uh, flash in the pan moment, before put your records on exploded. Um, so yeah, in, in a fifty fifty deal, that's typically an indie label deal. You don't see yeah. that too often with the majors. Um, is Columbia? involved in in other than that they that disruptor is a subsidiary of columbia or are you mostly working with the disruptor team who are you kind of talking to um, on a regular basis i mean jake's talking to them um right but right, i'm right, sure that's sure. what you mean yes. yeah yeah um, but i think it's pretty actually I, I think maybe we're talking to disruptor like okay like a little more but I think Columbia is also pretty involved. I mean, the way they like delegate, like, obviously I'm not talking to like the president of Columbia all the time, but yeah. like, um, we have like, I'm a sure their radio arm is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're pretty involved. Like, I mean, cool. they're as involved as, as like, I want them to be like the mm-hmm. way that I do like social media and stuff. It's like, not ideal money making wise i just like don't really focus on social media and stuff like and they've like been sending a ton of ideas like here's stuff you could post here's like some tiktok stuff you can do that i've kind of just ignored which i feel kind of bad about but um (laughs) but they yeah they basically i think it's kind of just like hey we're here to help you whenever you need help but cool um, if you don't, like, we'll stay out of your hair. So. That is very encouraging and comforting to hear that uh, you, as a already 21 or 22? 21, yeah. 21-year-old, uh, don't really want to fuck with TikTok because uh, that, <laughs> I can't seem to wrap my head around it. I have my – I put my 21-year-old operations coordinator on running our TikTok because I'm just like, yo, you tell me what to do. As long as it makes sense for me and it's like I'm not doing anything that I wouldn't normally do. If you mm-hmm. want to TikTokify it and throw it up there, cool. Yeah. Uh, but like I have personally I have no desire. I'm not on it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't do it. Um, you yeah. know, and it's like it's but yeah, I, that that's interesting. So they're not like down your throats. Jake isn't be like, yo, you got to do this video where you wipe across the thing and you got to yeah. jump and point in this direction and dance to this song. And no, yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so glad he doesn't do that. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of grappling with that. I mean, definitely social media causes a ton of anxiety in a lot of Mm. people like including Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. and it's like i don't like i I, i'm constantly going back and forth between like all right this is part of the game like this is this is a huge thing right now like are you really going to like hurt your music career for the sake of like not doing social media just because it's like it's so huge now it feels like and it's like that's kind of for a lot of people that's kind of where they where they they can provide a context for their music like Mm. um 
Like if, if I was like a super corny, weird guy on, on Instagram, then people would see that and then find my music and hear my music in a totally different way mm -hmm. than if I'm presenting myself in a way that's like more like my music, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like, it seems like these days it's, it's a lot more about the person than about the music sometimes, which has been interesting for me to deal with. Real quick, I want to let you know about Two Lost. Two Lost is a new distribution company to the space. And let me tell you, I am very impressed with them. I, I got a full deep dive demo with the founder. And yeah, they're very innovative. And when you come into the distribution space at this stage with how crowded it is, you better be innovative. And they are. Yes, they will get your music out to Spotify, Apple Music, all the places, plus 450 other outlets around the world. They do not take a commission. This is why 300,000 artists and labels have already used them. They've already distributed 7 million songs. They offer payment splitting, and they don't charge your collaborators for this service for the payment splitting. They will just pay your collaborators directly for free. They have publishing administration with BMG, so you know it's legit. A lot of distributors have... have fallen into trouble with using some other uh, less than legit pub admin services. Well, two losses partnered with BMG, you know, it's legit. They offer instant royalty advances. Uh, this is something that's very cool. And if you have historical streaming data, and you need just a bulk payment up front, they can see how much your music has earned in the past. I'm like, all right, we think we know what you're going to earn in the next three years. Here's a check for 100 grand or whatever it will be. And you can just click a button and get that distributed and um, into your account immediately. They do lyrics and credits distribution for free. They have a very innovative analytics platform where, yes, you will see real-time analytics for Spotify, Apple Music, but also Pandora, Deezer, SoundCloud, and Peloton. They're the only ones that do Peloton. Uh, they also have a service where you can search the internet wherever your music is being used and it will just show you a chart of everywhere, every TikTok video, everywhere, every YouTube video, everywhere your music is possibly being used. I've never seen this before. That was very cool. They'll register you with SoundExchange. And they have a fraud prevention tool. And they're doing fraud prevention. So if you're worried about your music, you know, getting a bot attack or something like that and getting ripped down, which we've seen is a big issue. Uh, they have fraud prevention tools that are better than most other distributors that I have seen. Check out Two Lost. You can just go to twolost.com. Use the promo code Ari's Take for three months free and try them out. Let them know what you think. I mean, yeah, you know, artists are repulsed by the term brand, but mm. essentially we're all a brand yeah. online and kind of, you know, controlling that, communicating that. I, I feel like now this this the newest generation your generation this gen z uh gen that's kind of coming up right now is is starting to fortunately uh rebel against that i mean you know you see artists like remy wolf who like her all her visual aesthetic her brand is just like uh so far to the extreme of i don't give a fuck yeah. that like totally. <laughs> you have to love her for it and, it, yeah. and it's like yeah the album art is going to be like some 
MS paint pixelated neon splashy repulsive shit that's just so amazing and the music's solid as shit and the music's great um i hope we're getting back to an era where people actually care about the music because i feel like the last 10 15 years has kind of been you know do it for the algorithm it started Mm -hmm. with a do it for the vine and then it's do it for the gram and now it's do it for the tiktok and it's like yeah you know i'm I'm like art over algorithms please and that's (laughs) like yeah and that's totally i mean uh there's like the the uh the prideful side of me is like that's what i'm doing this for like Mm. that's why i that's why i don't want to post very much and all that um but like part of me is just like maybe i'm just like insecure or like maybe maybe it would be like you can make that part of your art like i'm sure that remy wolf is like i mean i'd imagine that it's it's fun for her to create this brand and it's like yes it's part of it's part of what makes her career like really fun to do yes um and yeah i mean it's interesting to think about how you're saying like like going back to just really the music mattering a lot more than like the brand um but yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because you know, I it, Remy Wolf is a user example as a like, oh, it, it, she puts on this air of I don't give a fuck, but she clearly does. It's clearly yeah. still a brand, yeah. and it is, and and there are a lot of it's it's this interesting balance that we're at right now because it's like people are succeeding at social media in a very different way than they did even three years ago. And it's as a culture, I think we're shifting away from kind of the Instagram model aesthetic of this is what people want into getting into more of a behind the scenes, uh, showing a little bit more authenticity. Uh, Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, there is nothing truly authentic about social media. It's impossible because anything Mm -hmm. you post, you're intentionally you're you're filtering it through the lens of whatever social media platform you're putting it on like yeah but people are able to kind of understand the wave of what the culture is Mm -hmm. latching on to yeah and then push it through that lens so i i i there are always going to be artists and and you're you're totally right there are artists who are succeeding and and they actually enjoy that aspect of the craft and part of what they're really good at is video editing or Mm -hmm. photography or fashion or styling or music video directing um all of that you know Billie Eilish directs all of her own music videos and it's kind of like uh people can do that so I I think where we're at right now is like there is no real right or wrong it's it's Mm -hmm. it what is going to make the artist what makes you most excited about running your career and what makes the most sense for you and how are you going to utilize your your strengths authentically mm-hmm. to connect with your audience because at the end of the day like again what are we doing this for like why are you are we doing this to get more numbers on instagram i don't think so <laughs> i <Yeah>. hope not <laughs> yeah 
it can become that pretty quickly, but yes. I, I don't think anybody gets into it with that in mind. Um, <laughs> Instagram models do, but but that's a yeah, whole other conversation, right? Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, what is kind of the next phase for you? What is uh, your next year looking like? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm working on an album right now. Okay. Trying to finish it up in the next like month and a half or so. Um, How are you making the album? Just in this uh, in this studio. I'm, I'm on like a on like a oh, desk. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, just doing pretty much everything in here. Um, Is it all you? Um, I've been collaborating with people. Like the first album was like. I like really cared about like this needs to be all me. I'd like yeah. I had a uh, the live guitarist. He recorded a couple guitar tracks, um, mm-hmm. but like I was really like, okay, this needs to be me doing everything on here. And like, mm-hmm. and I guess that sort of made more sense for that album. But like at this point, I'm like, like collaboration is like really fun, and it's something I've nice. I've really started enjoying and it's it's probably probably my favorite thing to come out of like the put your records on stuff is like all these doors Mm. opening um like how did the cloud uh collab happen um yeah claude um yeah so that was just like i think i had talked to their manager Mm -hmm. um before um before the put your records on stuff but then i mean i guess um I, well i just like reached out to them again like hey i have like this song that i think i actually we got a session and then i was looking through like my like demos like my half made songs and stuff and mm-hmm. i was like wow this is perfect for you mm-hmm. um to to feature on and then we were just cool. working on it and we liked it and i was like i'm gonna put it out as a single um cool and they were like yeah cool was that a virtual collaboration how were you working on Um, it yeah it was it was all virtual i've never met them still (laughs) we have like a music video and a song together i've never met them in person Um, did you do much collaboration uh other than the the claude uh one over quarantine yeah i mean uh I don't know if you know Pale Hound. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's like a polyvinyl artist. Uh, she just started a band with a JSON called Bachelor. Cool. It's been doing pretty well. Um, nice. But, um, yeah, I've been working with her a bunch actually, cool. and she's been like sort of like a mentor. It's like it's seriously the coolest, the coolest, coolest thing ever. Like for somebody whose music I like, mm-hmm. to to see them contributing to my music is is like definitely my favorite thing that I've been able to do. Like in my music career, like like seeing like someone someone like Palehound who I've been listening to for a really long time that I can like be making a demo and then just be like, oh, I wonder I wonder what Ellen would have to say about this. Like, it's seriously just the most wild thing ever. That's um, awesome. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, that's the power of the hit, I guess. It's kind of, it, it, it can open up uh, a lot of doors. But at the same time, I mean, 
you know, it's it's also something that I, you probably felt a little bit more empowered uh, to work with them. But at the end of the day, they're not going to put their name on something that they don't believe in, mm-hmm. and they're not going to contribute to something that they don't uh, that that doesn't connect with them, that they're mm-hmm. not connecting with. So, at the that end, you really have to, you know, it's it's going to be about the music and about the track, and if they're going to put their name on it and and and. Um, and uh, put you know put their create creativity on it. They're they're gonna believe in in the track mm-hmm. itself. So that's yeah, cool. That uh, what's the sound gonna be? Because uh, uh, put your records on is so drastically different of a sound <laughs> than virtually all of your other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. I, I it was it was uh, I don't know why I made that song like that. Like like. It, I wanted to go happier um, or, or why like like did the cover like that production wise mm-hmm. I wanted to go happier and it ended up like way happier like way more upbeat way more poppy happier um, than your music, than my not original than the music. original the original yeah happy. no yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah. Um, and it was just like it's so weird that I just have no desire to do anything like that anymore Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the sound i really do kind of just see that as like a totally separate thing from my like discography and and the sound of this next album feels more like an evolution of the sound of the the first album Mm. than it sound than like than it would sound anything like put your records on i mean i guess like a lot of the production techniques, like the little technical stuff is going to be kind of the same, but I don't know if anybody can, can tell. Um, well, because a lot of your older stuff, uh, it's more in that alt rock realm or it's mm-hmm. kind of that, uh, what's is interesting is coming back around. I just had Ricky Montgomery on the show who oh, yeah. similarly had a, uh, a, a couple songs kind of go viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Similarly, uh, signed, uh, a deal of, of actually pretty favorable, uh, yeah. label deal with with Warner Records, a licensing deal. Um, he was on the show, and and you know he similarly kind of that alt rock sound, uh, that kind of that Weezer meets Rooney meets you know that that whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's cool. It's it's I, I feel like it's kind of coming back around in some capacity. Uh, yeah. Is that that sound? Is that something that you're leaning on for this new record? Um. Good question. Um, I would say maybe a little more, a little more production heavy, a little more electronic, okay. like um, in the box stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, like I, I love. Uh, I've fallen in love with synths since, cool. uh, since like my earlier music, and I can and see, I can see that wall of key synths <laughs> right there. Dude, right. I, I wish that I used any of this stuff enough to justify how much it costs. Well, it looks darn impressive. That's so. the point, man. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I uh, probably a little more electronic, a little more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good question. It's so hard for me to just like evaluate my own yeah. music before I have some time away from it. 
Yeah, well, no, I mean, you don't, you know, make what, what what's feeling right. And I guess, you know, the beautiful era we're in right now is is that you can release a song like Put Your Records On under the same project on, on your Spotify. And you can also release a song uh, like Not Around and mm. just just throw it out there. It's on the yeah. same profile, the same artist. It's like, why yeah. not? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so cool. Um, right on. Um, that's great. So, um, I am curious about, um, I, I, I want to get back to kind of, uh, this, this relationship that you have with your manager and with your label. And now you have a booking agent, uh, you're with Paradigm mm-hmm. and kind of how this more music industry traditional team is starting to form, um, when it comes to the next year, I'm assuming you're probably having a like release date that you guys are planning for. Is there going to be a tour? Are things starting to be put in motion where uh, you're going to kind of follow this more or less traditional artist trajectory? Hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, um, yeah, we've got... Uh, a tour like i've got a bunch of festivals like this summer into the fall i think Mm. um and i'm super excited for those i've I've never even been to a festival so oh wow it'll be be crazy um but what festivals are you playing um the biggest one is probably shaky knees um and like firefly nice um um, are you doing those solo or are you going to have a, a band with you? Yeah, I'm going to have at least at least two other people cool. in the band. Um, are those two people in the music video for Put Your Records On, are they friends, collaborators of yours? or who they, are they were friends of uh, of the music video people, like the Overcast I, team that, that I did saw, it. okay, I thought so. I, I was looking at the dude who was on your pad board or whatever that was. I'm yeah. just like, and then I went to the director's Instagram, and he's all over that. I'm like, oh, yeah. they're probably friends. I, yeah. It would be such a coincidence if he also plays with Jake yeah. Jack and his band, but okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they were awesome, though. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, just, I guess, more of more in the actor role right um but yeah i I, i'm so excited to play cool festivals and like to have i mean part of my whole like doing it all myself thing Mm -hmm. that i like was in for a while um i wanted to do that live too as much as i could Mm. so like for a while my live show was just like like two keyboards in front like a bass synth on the side and then like mm-hmm. my laptop and like a foot thing for like looping and mm-hmm. then like a drum machine and that was fun i mean uh it depends how impressive people think that is to like because it was just like so low energy you know like i feel mm-hmm. like if people mm-hmm. especially at festivals it's going to be like it's going to be really fun to just like be moving around and, and not mm. be like tied to, yeah to all that stuff. And, and like for people to see like multiple people on stage, like rocking out and stuff. Yeah. Um, Were you running it through Ableton or was it? Like yeah, it was Ableton. Looping? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> nice. So that'll be so fun. What was your last show that you played? I was, I was about to go on tour with Dayglow and we played, 
two shows in Chicago, and then the rest got canceled. So where where'd you play? Uh, at Shuba's. Ah, I love Shuba's. Shuba's is probably is one so of my awesome. favorite venues in the country. This I would say so too. Honestly, the stage sound is some mm. of the best stage sound, and and you wouldn't expect it because it's a very very tiny stage, mm. and you're kind of thrown up against that wall, but. It, the stage sound is so good. Uh, the the room is so warm. It's so nice. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I love that venue. That's the one of my favorites. Food is super in the good too. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I remember a so dope cool. Cobb salad that I got last time I was yeah. there. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and that green room is legendary. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to hit your head on the on the the. the pipes down there, but it's uh yeah. yeah that's a that's a great spot. Cool. Fun. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to get back out there. After the festivals, nice. I, I have like a, a national tour planned for like next year, like kind of early next year. Cool. So that'll be that'll be awesome. But yeah, I think it is kind of shaping up to be like logistically kind of that traditional artist, like yeah, building a team who I love. Like like everybody on my team is is awesome and. That's and great. They, it's like nobody's trying to take too much control. Nobody's cool. like, everybody's working together and just trying to help me do what I want to do, which That's is great. awesome. That's um, great that you're feeling the support. Uh, I mean, it's really cool that you have a manager who you trust, who's been with you kind of from the beginning before, uh, you know, the, the, flash and the lights and the the yeah. you know the numbers started popping yeah. off uh you know and and he's uh in you with and and you guys are are around the same age so that's that's yeah. cool that you're just kind of you know you you see it through that lens um well that's great um well i wish you all the best luck uh hopefully if you make it out to la uh with with this run of, of shows uh i'd love to catch the show totally and um i have one final question that i ask everybody who comes on the show Cool. What does it mean to you to make it in the new music business? Hmm. I would say with my newfound perspective, I think a year ago, I would say to make enough money to like to survive and, and do music for your job. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I've, I'm leaning more towards it sounds super corny but like and cheesy but like just to connect with somebody who loves your music like Mm. that's that's the one thing that like sustainably satisfies an artist Mm. like at least me i think is is that human connection and it's kind of like the point of art i guess which hopefully is the point of the music business. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good question. Awesome. awesome. Jack Rutter, Rit Momney, thank you so much. Thank you. Great. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Totally. Take care.
episode is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out. And DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features, annual fee unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. Check out districtkid.com. 